Money FM 89.3. Best of your money. Market View on Money FM 89.3. I'm Michelle Martin. Good morning. This is Your Money. Asia-Pacific shares trading mix this morning following a mixed bag of economic data from the U.S. Overnight, Tokyo is up one-third of a percent, but Seoul and Sydney both trading lower. Sydney is off half a percent, Seoul down one-third of a percent. Now, the big news here at home is a mix of major government initiative to boost the local market. For more on this and all the market action, joining me now, good Friday morning, Ryan Huang. Happy Friday, Michelle. I want to start this morning with breaking news that I picked up about 10 minutes ago, shared it with Ryan and said, hey, let's talk about this. The Singapore government has announced $1.5 billion in a fund to boost the local stock market. So earlier this week, Ryan, we discussed reports that this could be in the making. Tomasic Holdings, the Economic Development Board and MAS, the Monetary Authority of Singapore, all involved in this new initiative to help companies raise capital in Singapore. So... Perhaps with the listener, you can share an overview and what we know so far about this billion-dollar plan. All right, a bit of an overview, and it will involve a new fund being set up with state investment firm Tomasic. So it will start with 1.5 billion Sing dollars. That's around 1.1 billion US dollars, and it will help companies raise capital through public listings. It's going to be a range of primary, secondary, or dual uh, listings across. The region. So this is also going to see the investment arm of EDB, the Economic Development Board, establishing a new fund to invest in later stage companies and work towards an eventual listing. So that fund will have five hundred million Sing dollars, and also the MAS will be increasing its grants to help companies defray the cost of listings. So you can kind of tell there's a bit of a holistic approach to trying to jazz up what's happening on the retail trading scene, more listings, helping smaller companies, maybe even startups get into the listing pipeline as well. And this is worth uh, watching because it might just introduce more segments, different type of companies, maybe more tech, which has been quite a bit of a absent sector in the local stock market. Yeah, indeed. The, the plan appears to be largely targeted at attracting tech companies to list here in Singapore. Speaking at the SGX Centre, just before the market opened, Minister for Trade and Industry Gan Kim Yong noted that four local startups have been valued as unicorns this year with valuations of at least $1 billion US dollars. We talked about one of them on the programme, this programme yesterday. We talked about Carousel. Now, the other companies, that were highlighted by Mr. Gan Kim Yong are Pat Snap, Caro and Neum. Now, Ryan, from what you've seen so far, what do you make of this initiative? And do you think it is going to achieve that aim, you know, more tech listings? Oh, it's definitely a step in the right direction, right? When you have a spec framework, and it is the first in Asia to have one, it will be the, well, first port of call, at least it's going to be high on the um list when it comes to potential options for any startup in the region looking to exit for an exit. So that is um, something that will possibly help the pipeline of IPOs and in turn maybe just introduce more tech names. You've mentioned a few tech startups already. Um, They are unicorns and sometime down the road, their investors will want to exit and this will be through a listing. So we've got some reports from CNBC. They had an interview with SGX CEO Lo Bun Chai and he already says 
there's a robust pipeline of potential spec listings and we could see it coming in the next couple of weeks. So there will be um, something to watch out for. Nirganath Tirachelvram from Telema joins me in just a while and we will discuss uh, the possibility of more tech companies coming on board via SPACs. Given this new uh, scenario that we're seeing unfolding before us, making it easier for tech companies to do so, you might keep in mind that you know we've been grappling with this. SGX has been grappling with lower liquidity and fewer listings over a number of years. Uh, Razor, for example, and gaming giant C both chose other markets for greater liquidity, higher valuation. So Razor listed on Hong Kong Stock Exchange back in 2017. C made its debut on the NYSE, also 2017. I'm going to turn to corporate news and Singapore Airlines that says it's now spent all of the funds from a massive rights issue that raised nearly $9 billion for the carrier last year. In a filing with the Singapore Exchange, SIA says it spent the last $600 million mm. On aircraft and aircraft-related payments. So, Ryan, how is Singapore Airlines' financial position now? Okay, so this was pretty much on schedule, right? You've got the funds they've been having to use to upkeep the operations. And if you look at the financial position for SIA, they are still in quite an okay place. That's because they have quite a bit of buffer when it comes to cash flow and net proceeds from previous um, funds being raised. And even though that rights issue fund, that pool of money has been used up, there is another pool they've raised. And this is from the June issue of additional MCBs, and that had net proceeds of $6.2 billion. It also has access to liquidity lines, for example, lines of credit that are currently unwithdrawn to the tune of $2.1 billion. And this is really, um, I guess, something to take comfort that SIA still commands quite strong uh, credit lines and is still quite in a decent position when it comes to its um, cash flow. So not a big point to worry about for now. Mm -hmm. And also, if you look in the horizon, you've got borders starting to ease up in terms of restrictions. So it's going to be light at the end of the tunnel. This week, SIA also suspended services to Australia. But there are reports that it is planning to resume its flights to Bali in November. What's behind these moves? Okay, a couple of reasons. Um, so we've got Australia first. Um, so there was some optimism. We might see flights starting to take off to go down under. But going by the latest word we are getting... Mm-hmm. SIA is suspending services to Australia because of the lack of clarity from the Australian government around the state or potential for international travel there. And I think that is one to watch because of the COVID-19 situation still unfolding there and they are still trying to get it under control. So that puts the plans for international travel a bit more shaky. And if you look at what's happening in Bali, that seems to be more under control. And that is now looking at foreign tourism going back to Bali around the corner. And that has seen SIA confident enough to start or restart their daily flights from Singapore to Bali in November. I look forward to that, Miss Bali. Now, if we take a look at SIA shares, they've been trending downwards for the past several months. Not off a lot, but 
still in the red. Over the past year, though, Singapore Airlines shares up nearly 40%. Next up in corporate news, I want to chat with you, Ryan, about three companies, two of which are listed on the Singapore Exchange. A third we talked about on the show yesterday, and they are City Developments, Gunting Singapore, and Wynn Resorts. I want to start with Wynn Resorts. So shares in the casino company have been hard hit by reports of a possible crackdown on gambling by China in Macau. Mm. They're down 18% over the past week, lost one-third of their value value over the past three months. Now, though, there are reports that the company, Win is going to receive a huge credit line from the Bank of China. What's the latest here? <laughs> yeah, I guess it's a win for Win Resorts in terms <laughs> of getting more credit. And of course, with the business under so much pressure on potentially things getting worse, yep. regulations, you know, they really might face more turbulence down the road. So it has gotten a $1.5 billion credit line from BOC, and this will also allow Win to borrow an additional $1 billion under certain conditions. So it's going to be used to refinance debt at Win Macau, as well as its other units, and also to pay for ongoing working capital and for general corporate purposes. So it's a bit of a buffer in case things um, take a turn for the worse and it becomes a long season of rainy days. Next up on our stock list, another casino. This time closer to home, I am talking about Gunting Singapore. It's been the most heavily traded constituent of the Straits Times Index in the past two days. So Ryan, it's being caught up in the selling action. Is it being caught up rather in the selling action as investors shy away from casinos? Yeah, from the surface, you could think everyone's selling casinos, anything related to casinos. And that could be the case if you look at the numbers, right? Gunting was the worst performer in the past month on the STI. It's down 9.2%. Um, and if you look at STI, it was down 2.6%. For the past week, it was down more than 5%. And yesterday, it was down 3.3%. So rather tough t- uh, recent times for Gunting. And it's not just the headwinds in Macau, but um, just to note, they don't really have a big um, presence there. Um, it's really also off the back of the um, Yokohama Integrated Resort bid that they were in the front running to win. But because of the new mayor pushing for no casinos in Yokohama, that really saw the whole thing collapse. And that is seeing the reaction or situation being priced in into the stock price, which has been on a good run before that. So that is the situation with Gunting. Now, the third company on my watch list this morning is CDL, City Developments. We talked about earlier in the week how it sold off its stake in China's Sincere Group for one US dollar. It's also planning to invest in a tech park in Shenzhen. That move continues to capture the attention, you might even say the imagination of investors. So how's the stock doing? Okay, so let's take a quick look at where CDL is. And you have CDL really enjoying a recent bounce on the back of that announcement. So it is now up 2.1% on Thursday, last closing at 7.21. So that is a stock finding favour again with investors after cutting off its exposure to Sincere Property Group. So a bit of an overhang removal for CDL. 
I want to turn to U.S.-China relations. Tensions between the world's two largest economies have dominated headlines during the Trump administration. Their relationship has been relatively quiet since then, till now, that is. The Biden administration, along with Boris Johnson's government in the U.K., is selling nuclear-powered submarines to Australia. It's part of a new U.S.-U.K.-Aussie alliance that is intended to strengthen stability in the Asia-Pac region and provide a counterweight to China's growing power. China understandably upset over this alliance, but so too is a major U.S. ally, France. Why is that? Okay, so it's becoming a bit of a blame game or finger-pointing episode here because France is blaming the U.S. for backstabbing it in terms of the submarine deal. So what happened in the context of this is Australia was supposed to buy from France, a submarine. And that was with a deal of 40 billion US dollars. And of course, the turn of events here is the US and the UK will help Australia get us up. So they are not buying from France anymore. So mm. that is the, well, no more sale for France. So that is the issue that is in the crosshairs here. All right, let's check in on US stocks now and move from a stab in the back to the much more palatable stock market. Let's check in on US stocks now. The Dow and the S&P 500 finished lower again overnight, but some analysts say the market is undergoing a slow motion deterioration as a number of companies are already in bear market territory, declines of 20% or more. Now, if you look at the economic data, we are seeing a surprise uptick in consumer spending, but unemployment starting to rise again Again, I'll break down the figures for us. What's the latest? Okay, let's take a look at the um, Wall Street action overnight. It was narrowly mixed, and I think that's a reflection of how investors are struggling to read into the data. It was a mixed bag. If you look at retail sales data for August, it rose 0.7% in the prior month. And if you bear in mind, the market was expecting a contraction of 0.8%. So that was lifted by online sales and maybe a bit of back-to-school spending and some grants or tax credits for uh, childcare. So that was the retail sales figure that surprised the market slightly. And on the other hand, you have the initial jobless claims numbers, that with a reading of 332,000, slightly worse than the expected 320,000. But taking a step back, it is still around the pandemic era lows. So if you look at what might be some patchy um, data and some speed bumps here and there, by and large, the jobs data and labour market is still on track to recover. So it really depends on how you want to read into these numbers. Mm. And if you look at how in the backdrop there has been rising prices, inflation across many categories, that is feeding into expectations of how that could squeeze companies in terms of earnings down the road, uh, profit margins might be um, compacted. So that is also weighing on investor sentiment. And of course, on top of that, you've got September, historically a seasonally poor month. You don't have a lot of catalysts in terms of corporate announcements or earnings to drive by. So that is all contributing into a bit of a tough month so far for markets. Yeah, indeed. Sorry, you ended on an up there and I thought, okay, is more coming up to that? Because yes, it'll be up. and also brace yourself for more <laughs> volatility tonight. It is quadruple witching day. Oh, quadruple witching, yeah. For I've been bracing myself all week for this. Futures of <laughs> stocks 
and options. They will expire all at the same time. And typically, when it happens, it's quite a choppy session. All right. Let's turn to Singapore now. We are 19 minutes into the local trading day. The STI finished marginally higher yesterday, 30.64. So how's the market reacting to our lead story today? News of a billion-dollar plan to boost listings here in Singapore. Let's take a look. And we are, well, pretty much reflecting of the regional trade right now, down 0.2%, 3,059. So a bit of a cautious tone here. And taking a snapshot of where we are on the STI, uh, you've got a bit more red than green right now, only six counters in the green. At the top, you've got the likes of Wilmer, also worth noting City Dev continuing to edge up higher. It's up by 0.1% at $7.22. Notably, SIA right at the bottom, down 1.4%. That is a mid news of it suspending its planned um, takeoff to Australia later this year. And of course, some good news in terms of resuming flights to Bali. All in, it is still down. It's now trading at 485. Gunting Singapore Continuing to slide is down 1.4% at 73 cents. Uh, it was one of the top losers yesterday as well. So that extends those losses. And looking at some of the action across the rest of the STI table, um, SATS is down. Tybev, ComfortDelGro and Capital all lower so far this morning. Also worth noting, uh, the Nordax numbers for August have just come out. And that is with a read right now that is uh, lower than the prior month. So looking at those numbers, Nodex for August was up 2.7%, easing from the 12.7% expansion in July. So a bit of a reflection of the high base effect a year ago. So that could be the uh, knee-jerk reaction here as well. Thanks very much, Ryan. Announced this morning several initiatives to help uh, companies better stage their IPOs and help them defray their listing costs coming up from the SGX. We discuss more about these uh, new initiatives that were just announced this morning with my guest Nirganan Tirachelvan. That's coming up at 9.45. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.